Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Hello and welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you virtually, Jordana. Always a pleasure. How has your How has your week been? The week has been good. Uh, got some good sun. I'm happy. You know, it's just another day in this wild, mixed-up world that we're living in. And um, I, you know, I'm I'm a little bit happier today because I'm going to be doing some shows. So, I mean, uh, let me just bring this up right off the bat. If you're in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, I'm going to be in Timonium at Magoobies. That sentence is hilarious. Sounding. Right. Again, yet again. Yes. <laughs> yet I think again. We went through this last week, but like that was just my, my favorite bar name now. <laughs> it's great. Well, all comedy, comedy club names like are all uh, a good lot of them are very like um, embarrassing. I, I think somebody told me, I'm not sure what comic this was, but they were like, you should see the names on the checks I received that like, like it's like Wisecracker and Magoobies and, right. you know, Chuckle Hut and, uh, you know, yeah. and Franks and Beans, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, I really shouldn't talk as the owner of a company called Betches. So even think um, of it that I'm way. not I'm not really in a place to be, uh, you know, talking, talking massive amount of shit about uh, non professional sounding <laughs> uh, company names. I remember, especially in the beginning, we go to the bank and I might my, you know, business card that says the name Betches on it and the teller would be like, like, I don't even want to say this word. Yeah. And I'd be like, it has an E. I don't know. What has, <laughs> I mean, how many times I would imagine tell you like. I, I, for, b- before we move on, I, Baltimore, Maryland, this weekend, they're at half capacity. Uh, they're going to have socially distanced shows. If you'd like to come, love to have you. Jaredfreed.com, Jaredfreed.com. Come on out, bring the group chat. But, um, you must, I always talk about like my, listening to my mom explain what I do for work is like nails on a chalkboard to me. Like, she's like, right. he, he, com- comedy writer, he, a cast pod, pod buddies. <laughs> like, it's like, 
and it's always loud and it it's always, always sounds like, like bullshit like it's not real it sounds yeah. not real it sounds like i am just like you know just the biggest loser ever and then like she doesn't just say it for the person she's talking to. She's saying it. It's almost like a performance for the whole room. She's like, what Jared does, everybody listen. Act. You know, what's that? It's only almost like her own comedic act, yeah. It's a whole act that I want to run off of a cliff. How did you deal with your mom explaining betches? To other people? Was um, that like... Was that the same type of thing or no? Not really. It's very similar in the senses, but like the, her just having no idea when the beginning, like what it was. And she would call it like, she always calls it the betches. She's like fucking like, like my Sean mom Parker calls it the betches from, too. <laughs> yeah, must be an elder. She's like, so what's going on with the betches? You know, have you seen this thing? Have you talked about, uh, you know, postmenopausal women are going through uh, you know, uh, a rash. I'm like, mom, that is not what we talk about. She goes, the bet have that the betches covered? And then she'll name any sort of <laughs> random topic that has occurred, like that no I, one's I, even talking about. I have to say, that's funnier than I thought it would be. That she's just bringing up random female-ish topics and just being like, "Have you talked about it yet?" Like. Yeah, like what? Like where is the article? Oh, it's like your parents. It's like a critique. It's like you know, I went to the page and I didn't see anything about um, the show Nip Tuck, which ended um, six years ago. <laughs> and I think you know, here's my here's my take. Do you want me to? I'll write it for you. It's <laughs> really she's off, she was offering to get a get you know become a, a contributor. But yes, she she wants she wants to create a whole a whole uh, postmenopausal betches website herself. The, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea, but I also think like how would they even find it? Here's the thing: I wouldn't give anyone over the age of like fifty the power of the internet because they wouldn't know like what they were getting themselves into. They're like, better off. Like she'd be like five minutes in, and she'd be like immediately canceled. <laughs> I don't know for what or what, yeah. but it, it would be something. It would be like, do you, they don't like, no one understands. Like, I think a lot of maybe, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do get that world, but like, my mom is not someone who would understand. Well, there's certain things that you can say and you can't say, you should say, you shouldn't say. I mean, say. I, I think there's a lot right now. And, you know, I think right now with these Karen videos. Yes. The, the Karen vid, you're making the, what's going on right now. To me, it feels like everyone's trying to point the finger first so that the po finger doesn't get pointed at them. That's the wrong. That's the wrong way to go about it, though, because when you like, as the saying goes, when you point one finger, you get seven pointing back at you. Totally so, like, agree. I think the best way to go is to just not say anything at all. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, my, when I see those Karen videos and like, I don't even like. Like, I, it kind of, like, rubs me wrong when I hear a white woman call another white woman a Karen. I it's agree. Almost, There's something kind of, like, unsettling about it. Yeah, it feels like you're trying to get out of it. Like, it's, it feels like because you know, it's like an if you know, you know thing. Where it's right. like, because I said it, that means I can't be one. But for any of us, and I'm agreeing with been, you right now. We've all now. been Karens before. We've all been Karens. No one wants also, to admit also, when you see those videos, what you're saying right now, every time I see a Karen video, I'm like, I'm like, I text my mom. I'm like, just don't speak to anyone today. Like, if you don't <laughs> see a little bit of your mom, you're lying. You're a liar. Right. It's also like, a, I think it, there's a little bit of it that is a generational thing. 
Yeah, and and also removed. Like uh, some of it feels like, and what you're saying is true. It feels like the two, the world of the internet and the world of like moms is crashing into one another when you see those videos. Right. Because it's they, like this person does not know how to handle twenty being in 2020 and living in an internet world. And doesn't know the weaponization of what's about to happen. And, <laughs> you know, so like, and also like, that's not, I don't think, this isn't us saying we agree with these people who are on video, but we know, like, this is me saying like, I see how it happens. Right. You know, I don't know. I, it, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's very much on topic with this podcast because what we talk about is dating and relationships and the internet world crashing with the quote-unquote real world. And how does that make sense? And what are the things that aren't being said, reading between the lines? Like so many of the things we talk about are between the lines and in the margins of what's being said. So it, it, it is understandable for us from a dating podcast perspective to go, yeah, this is a lost in translation scenario. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, the first, what we're talking about today, I, I kind of directly relates. No? I, yeah. I think it's a, overall, I, but, but I want to say about that. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a complex world that we're, I think everyone is trying to simplify right and wrong yeah. in. I think what you just said is like totally on the number. Like it is a complex world where people are just looking to get on the good team and not be on the bad team. But again, that also lives in the margins that like what's, you know, some of these videos, you're like, when did they start? How did they start taping them so early? Like, like some of the videos, like, if it feels like they were like, ah, oh, that looks like one. It's like they're in like, like, like they're out in the wild and they're just like taping older white women. Like, oh, she looks angry. Get a get a camera on her. Right. You know, get like five cameras on her. Yeah. Yeah. Did you start taping her when she walked out of the house until she got to Costco? Like, what? How, how did this? How did you what get is, the whole do, thing? Well, if you've ever seen a confrontation happen in front of you, what is your like gut reaction? Like someone's having a meltdown in front of you or there's like some sort of two people fighting in front of you. Like what's your immediate? So I'm not going to get into the story right now, but I have a story about I, I witnessed this happen. I witnessed two people get into a blow up recently. And I, my first thought was just watch. Do not right. say a word. Don't step take out, step of, out of the line of anything. Step out of the line. And I actually thought of all these videos. I was like, step away. I started looking for cameras. I start. I just was backing away quietly while also listening listen. as much as I could. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Right. It's a car yeah. wreck, and everyone listen. There's a the the the, 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 the term rubbernecker exists for a reason. We all like to look at a car wreck, but. Like, are you talking about the instinct to tape? I don't have the instinct to tape. I mean, someone if I saw something that was like I found was like truly offensive or truly like I think if I maybe if, if I did see something that I thought was like crazy going on or a large injustice going on, mm -hmm. I think I would. I think I I think or I hope that I would like do something supportive of the person that I felt was like really in the wrong. Well, they had. There's a video that just came out recently. I mean, the, by the time this comes out, there'll be thirty thousand videos, and this will be an old story. But there was a guy in Northern California, I think, and he's uh, yelling at an Asian family, and he's despicable. Like, there's no right. 
it's very black and white, you know, where you're like, yeah, he's not doing the right, you know, he's being very hateful. And they kind of like take out, and the family, one of the family members took out a camera and is like videotaping it. And they're like watching him go. And he's like, it, 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 you know, you see evil within him. And, and you're like, right. I can't believe this is happening. But not every scenario is right. as laid out like that. Yes, it's very case dependent. I mean, I was in line at Whole Foods and this woman was like screaming at everyone around her to stay six feet away from her. Like she seemed like she was like a certifiable crazy person. But like sure. maybe there's some context behind that. I don't put her in the like you're a crazy evil psycho mode. More just like. But also, someone, someone's very on edge. But also <laughs> what 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 kind of emboldens her is that she is technically right. Right. Quote unquote. Yeah. So she's like. Get nobody can disagree with get six feet away from me. You, Those are the know? rules. Those yeah. are the rules. But when you scream at people who are already six feet away from you, you know, it's right. again, not what you said is dead on where it's like it's a complex world that we're trying to simplify in into teams where we're right. good people. I don't know. What it's a we, gray world where we're tr- that we're trying to make very black and white. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. I, I, I think we I, I think. That, again, to bring it back to the topic of this podcast, it is very much what we talk about. A lot of people write into us, does he like me? Does she, does she want to just hook up? Do, you know, and it's like, is this, no, is this fucked up? Should I be mad? And, and it's mm. like, none of, yeah, exactly. Should like, I yes be? and no. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's like, that's why we have a show every week that's entertaining because a lot of these emails are similar, but. There's situa- every situation calls for different responses. Do it. Let's go into the first stuff. Let's do it. All right. Um, so the topic about this is what is initiating an Instagram follow signal to a guy in this case? So she writes, Hi, J&J. I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and I feel like I've learned a lot. I have a question about whether or not I should follow someone that I met briefly at work on Instagram. Um. I work in a large hospital and helped a resident with a small issue one day. He stopped back later to make sure the issue was resolved. I thought he seemed responsible and cute. Responsible and cute is, the, is, uh, is very 2020. Uh, Love it. Lo- like uh, vibes. He would not um, be on video. Yes. <laughs> um, sorry. I found him on social media and I didn't see any signs of a girlfriend, but wasn't able to see much since his Instagram is private much aka nothing i think so that's sort of the thing i ran into him again a couple weeks later and talked to him briefly again he seemed like he was smiling but it was kind of hard to see his whole expression with a mask on anyway i would like to get to know him better but i'm afraid i've missed my chance since he is a resident that rotates through different hospitals i'm hoping to see him again to strike up more of a conversation but i'm not sure if our paths will cross again would it be flattering or creepy to follow him on instagram is there a better way to go about getting to know him or or have i missed my chance it's an interesting email that asks a very specific question. Is it interesting? He she writes, "Is uh, let me start with the most pressing question that she had. Would it be flattering or creepy to follow him on Instagram? There is not one man that I've ever met who has been creeped out by the sex that they are attracted to following them on Instagram." So zero people that would that would I've never heard of such a thing. I and I can only speak from my own experience. 
I, and I am saying that I'm probably closer to the guy you're seeing than, than not. I'm not 100% away from whoever you're seeing. Right. I have never seen a girl follow my account and thought, whoa, weird. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, really? Creepy. Do you think that would still apply if you were like not, if your account was not your, um, your job also? Uh, like, let's say abs- you had 100 and 140 uh, followers. Wouldn't matter. Never creeped out. There's not one guy I've ever met. I, 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 I'm speaking pretty confidently about this. I, I, I don't – maybe I – don't, I don't know. You could ask – a girl follows or a woman follows you, and I will say this. A guy – I'm speaking – let me speak for myself because I don't want to generalize, but I would say – the first move is what she looked like. Who is she? Okay. Oh, shit, the girl from work. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that, like, you know. I think that would be, that would be my reaction, too, if someone, that, if someone that I had encountered a couple times at work followed me. I don't think I would think it was creepy either unless, like, unless the person had an inherently creepy vibe, like, in person. Sure. But like, that's unless, even the that's even the difference there. Like if she was hitting on him at work and he was like, I think she's hitting on me, and then she followed again, he'd be like, Oh, chick really wants me, huh? Like it wouldn't be like, oh, this girl's gonna like I, I think that like it, it's funny that you said unless they were creepy in person, it's like, what's creepy in person? You know, like like let, let's I think, say I know, guess like I mean I, oh, I would say creepy creepy really just means like Someone is interested in you and you were not interested in them. And they not are attractive. like not understanding. They're they're going they're showing that in a very blatant way that um might not be understanding the hints that you're giving that you're not interested. Totally. I I I it's like I, I hear this email and I know that like I can give tips based on like as a guy. Like I would think if I got followed by like I if I got followed by a woman, I'm single. I'm thinking, would I, wouldn't I? That's the first thought. And, like, I know that sounds really bad, but, like, that's the first thought when someone approaches you at a bar, when someone comes walking down the street. There, there's, it's a very human thing to think, would I, wouldn't I? Right. No, I think that we think that, too. It's not like, would I, would I wouldn't I sleep with this person? It's like, would I, wouldn't I date this person? Okay, Sure. Yeah, like you're I, not you're I, not I, looking for like the way like as much physical as it is the context of the pictures I think and like what that shows about like the kind of person they are responsible and cute. <laughs> well, re- that's really funny because responsible and cute is not how a guy would describe <laughs> a woman. <laughs> You'd be like, well, she looked like she is really good at taking her pill. Like it's not like right. that's not like I I yeah. This is kind of the this is the difference between dating apps too like when we give a dating app profile makeover and like it's so funny because like women send like send their profile and they're almost hiding in their own profile you know like and a lot of the men are almost like rushing a fraternity with their profile so like you're looking at a profile like if, if a guy followed you on instagram i would assume you're looking at the whole package. Do they have friends? Do they go to work? Are they chugging four locos in one of the pictures? Right. You'd be like, fuck this dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Is there a picture with his grandma or a picture with like five half-naked girls? 
exactly. <laughs> and, and the opposite, you know, where a guy's looking at a profile being like, oh, shit, she parties. She goes out. She's hot. She's hot. Oh, cute. You know, like it's a very it's a like and that's the way guys look at female dating profiles. They look at the random follow on Instagram in the same way. Right. Yeah. So I th- I would say my advice to her would be like, that's a great that's a gr- I think following someone on Instagram is a great way to like do a very like low key nod that you're interested to someone without mm-hmm. like it's like if you're not someone who like feels super comfortable being outgoing and like making a move like i think the instagram follower is a great way to say like hey i'm here i'm like kind of interested you could take it from here see i i'm with you i think that's a possibility i know as a guy when you're this is my problem with the app bumble is if you're given the opportunity to to own a thought in someone else's mind that could get you laid you're going to use that whether you're knowingly doing that or not. Okay. So, so I would say, I mean, listen, I, I've been a you think version she shouldn't of follow him. No, I don't think women should follow guys on Instagram <laughs> ever. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> not ever or own property. <laughs> listen, no property, no jobs. <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is if I had a younger sister and she was like I met this guy at work how do I approach this guy I would tell her to DM him and get it away from work oh I think that is a better move than following the so no follow- but he's private but doesn't matter you could still message a private person can't you do they see it I don't it might go to their I'm request. not sure I'm not sure if I, I think mean, you can message. I think you can message them. Can you? I just don't know. Like it'll, what'll show up when it, is it possible? Is it less likely for them to see it if they don't follow you or you don't follow them? I'm not positive. The less likely, I don't buy that. Um, send message. Okay, you can you can send a message to someone who's private. Okay. Because I I, I just looked at the, the the option comes up. It might go to your request page, but the option comes up. Okay. I don't buy that people don't see that message. Okay. Unless they're not really using Instagram. If they're not using Instagram or like even my Facebook requests from Facebook Messenger, at some point I see that. So I, I, my, my point being when you follow and then they get to look through your profile. You almost give them a chance to study you, which I don't think you should give to somebody. When you give someone the opportunity to study you, then they get to go, oh, I can respond to certain Instagram stories. I can comment on certain pictures. I can like their life. You're saying you're show- opening the door to casualness? Yes. I think not casualness, but also you're opening the door to like, stringing this a lot like building trust without any effort so like this guy now gets an opportunity look at your profile check you out kind of you know watch your stories learn about you have things to say to you that maybe are planned out like like i think when it comes to like texting and it comes to like social media like interactions all of that is your own script that you're writing that's funny because i the way i thought about it was like the way I, maybe this this indicates some sort of way that I think about like men is like 
okay, maybe he like kind of was into it too, missed the chance also, and like isn't sure if I'd be interested. So like, let me follow him. It shows that I'm interested, and like now I'm give now I'm letting him take the lead. Yeah, but on, a but lot I think that that assumes that gu- like guys are less looking to just have sex than they generally are. Maybe I don't know. Well, I think what that what that doesn't account for is guys trying to have sex casually. Right, that's what I'm you saying. Know, yeah, so like <laughs> I, I think yeah, so I, I think it assumes it assumes that that is not what most men are trying to do. The goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and where I was looking at, like a follow to me is is almost like, you know, like it's like that, like what was that horrible the the saying that like you got buy the cow or get the milk for free? Yeah, like there's like a new age version of that of like getting to like you know watch this person without having to like pay for like access to their life or like make any real effort to have access to their life. Okay, because so like, you can just like see them. You get to yeah, see all the sexual parts of them or whatever, the physical parts of them without having to like see them in person. Exactly, or make any effort to see them in person. And then at any point you can go, yeah, like, are you out tonight? You know, I know you from Instagram. Right. I know you from work. Like, I think like when you, like for her where she works with a guy and it's like she's trying to get, to show a guy she works with that she has, uh, she she thought of him in a in a away from work way, right? So so if she sends the DM and is like, "Hey, um, met you a couple times at the hospital. Not sure if you remember. Thought uh, thought you were a nice guy. I'd love to do dr- drink sometime. Like then he has to do way more to make that happen than the other version of it, right?" <laughs> So you she, I mean? so you're saying what she should do is text him and say, "Hey, like, like, notice you haven't been around work at, at all, like, or, or in a while. Like, let let me know if you want to grab a drink or something." I would do this if I were her. Similar to yours, a little different. Okay. I would say, "Hey, haven't seen you around work." Um, should she introduce herself or like? Like remind him no, who she is. I think you assume you assume that he remembered you as much as uh, some of this stuff. Take you know, living life is embarrassing. So let's let's get <laughs> over that hump. Like okay, oh, it's embarrassing. I'm bi- yeah, yeah yeah. You have to be vulnerable to make a move. And there's a lot of people that write in here that like you can't tiptoe around the idea of like okay, I'm putting myself out there. You either put yourself right. out there, or you don't. So you can message him. Hey, been a while since I've seen you around the hospital. Okay, so now okay. you've us. Now he, you can, he can go. Oh, he can put the. Oh, I met her at the hospital. Right, the hospital. No. He can find figure out who you are. Right. He's as smart as you are, so he, he he'll remember the same amount you'll remember. So hey, uh, saw you around the. Uh, had been a while since I've seen you around the hospital. Uh, I know this might be. Now you admit to the weirdness of it. I know this might be out of left field, but you seem like a nice person. I'd love to get drinks sometime. Shoot me a text. Here's my number. If you're interested. And then it's like... I like it. Be, because at that point, if he just follows you, it's a no. Right. You know, like, and if he <laughs> then shoots you a text and doesn't make a date, it's a no. 
You know, that gives you, you gave you you gave your clear offer. You you your, right. exactly, and it gives you instead of like you get to have the field in front of you now. At that point, there's nothing mm. that you there's no excuse you can make for them when you just follow and then they follow you back and then you go well he must not remember me. He must not know that I like him. He must not have known that a follow meant that I have sexual feelings outside of the office. You know what I mean? Like, I think right. like this is more, this advice is more for protectionary of your own right. than his. I think it, the way that you're describing it, I agree, like minimizes your anxiety because, you yeah. know, we were talking about this in the beginning, like, or even not in the beginning, but like, I think just between the two of us, we were saying like, it's it's much easier to have anxiety over things that you like are unsure of or can't control or unclear about. So this, at least you can say, you can, you can put yourself out there. You can say what you want and who you are. And then like, you'll know that you do, you literally gave the the complete offer. There's nothing else you could have done. And if it works out great. And if it doesn't, you just take the loss and and, and take the loss. And also like, also it puts an ending on it. You just doing it is the ending. Right. You know, like there's no, you're not waiting for a response. You move on. You sent the message. Now, like when you follow someone, you kind of like, now you're in this place. Like, when do I unfollow? When do I, you know, like, right. um, what, uh, what is the, you, I, I think. Right. The follow- how lo- like, should, how long should I give them to DM me? Do I DM them? Should I respond totally. to their story? Yeah. There's a lot of, this is, this is beginning, middle and end. So it's, I, I saw you. I, I thought you were nice. Here's my number. I see and it. I like it. I want it. I got it. I bought it. <laughs> in, the, in the words of, in the words of Ariana Grande, our That's savior. Right. We all need a little more Ariana in us. I, I just think like, I know that when someone follows me, I feel like I'm in the catbird seat. I have all the power. Right. And that's a, I, that's a good way to, of looking at it. Yeah. I just know because, like, I I think I did a video on this, like, way back when on my Instagram. But it's, like, just that idea of, like, when some a woman follows you, the the, the fact that she even thinks that it might be creepy is, like, you're so far from how a guy thinks of you following him. It's not even funny. Which is so funny because I, like, totally get her, like, thought process of, like, does this seem desperate? Like, (laughs) yeah, no, none of this is desperate. Like, and like, here's the thing. I always do this. You want to take my advice or our advice, take it to a group of peers. Imagine someone complaining about what you did and see how ridiculous they sound. Like if someone, if this guy was like, can you believe this girl thought I was a nice guy and sent me a DM and wanted to get drinks? Like who would agree with him? Well, I think that's just because, like, that's the way that we would think of it. Like, we're thinking, like, women, we're thinking, like, like, what, like, last time I was at brunch and my friend talks about some guy who was, like, weird at work that, like, followed her and she's, like, yeah, it's, like, awkward. Like, I don't even know if I should accept or not because, like, he's, like, I, like, you know what I mean? Like, because it's, like, making me, like, almost a little uncomfortable. We're putting ourselves in, in their shoes when, like, we're not thinking about that. They're not thinking the way that we're thinking about it, I think, at all, which is funny well, because, like, you're, everyone is sort of, like, you know, only knows their own experience, so they're putting their experience on someone else when it's totally not at all aligned. Yeah, I, I think that's, like, why we get, like, you know, the, my, 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 like, um, 
my tagline, my marketing campaign on this, the whole own your standard thing. Like we get a lot of emails that are like, is it okay, is it okay for them to not pay? And it's like, what are you comparing it to? Like, like, right. like that one. And some is of it, it okay is, for you. Yeah. Is it okay for you? Yeah. And it's like, some of it is you're comparing it to this one person who was angry about it. So you think that the whole world is a, there's some sort of rule book for this and it's not. You guys know I'm a huge fan of skims and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back get 15 percent cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners ulta fenty beauty levi's adidas and so much more Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Should we do some awkward sex? Let's do it. Send in your awkward sex to UUP at Betches.com, UUP at Betches.com. Hey, J&J, love the podcast. Let's get straight to it. About a week before quarantine, I hooked up with this guy I met on a dating app. We had a few drinks at his apartment, which led us to the bedroom. I was giving him a blowjob while using a small golf ball-sized vibrator on myself. Love it. She's getting hers. He's getting his. This is a a fun hookup. It can only go up from here, right? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Things got a little hot and heavy down there, and the vibrator slipped out of my hand and got sucked into my vag. Is this a possibility? I don't know. We'll have to ask the experts. I, right? I guess it must be if she, unless she's like lying, but like. No, I'm, I'm just saying like. I can't imagine it getting sucked like a, like a vacuum. 
Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, I can't believe that the vibrators are made that small now. Aren't they tested in a manufacturing facility where, like, they would ensure that this kind of thing wouldn't happen? <laughs> how <laughs> Who's they doing the testing? The, yeah, I, I, how do they, how do they test that? not tested on animals. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I just, like, that's one of those things that you hear as a guy. You're like, what? <laughs> I tried to play it cool and dig it out, but it kept going deeper. How deep is it? Uh, finally, <laughs> I told him, and he uh, and he awkwardly laughed while I low key panicked and went into the uh, bathroom to dig further. This ball was vibrating inside me while I was squatting and on his bathroom floor, digging and pushing, which led me to have a straight up orgasm right there. This wow. Is, oh my God. This is like, I, I that just imagine. That I can understand because it's like. You can? Because it's constant contact. Right. And it's like inside you. So it's like, instead, it's like, it's basically like you're having sex with this thing. With this, with this, <laughs> with this, uh, with this golf vibrating ball. Golf balls. Yeah. yeah. Well, it is funny to me that also like, it's kind of like having like an electric, you're like an electric toothpaste or a toothbrush at that toothbrush, point. Like, yeah. You know, like you're just like, I, I have something <laughs> inside of me. It seems like I'm something that would happen go. in like Austin Powers. <laughs> What's that? It seems like something that would happen in like Austin Powers. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I mean, let me read this line again. This ball was vibrating inside me. She also wrote vibrating hilariously. Let me, I don't know how I tell like, the audience. It's like that. It's like that thing where they do where the uppercase, lowercase, where it's almost like you're you're mocking the uh, thing you're talking about. Like she wrote vibrating. the word vibrating to literally vibrate. Yeah, uh, the ball was in vi- vibrating inside me while I was squatting on his bathroom floor, digging and pushing, which led me to have a straight up orgasm right there. Not only that, I literally squirted on his bathroom floor due to all the sensation. This is like, can Sounds you like imagine a good time? What- a great time. Can you imagine walking in on that? Like, like this is like the new Harry Met Sally. Like, I'll have what she's having. Like, she's just on yeah. the floor. I want to know what the name of this device is. I mean, <laughs> we should God. advertise what? for it. <laughs> she's, and also, like, she must be like, like you're stressed out, but you're not stressed out at the same right. time. It at kind of reminds point. me of like any sort of like public sexual encounter where you're like kind of fearful and worried, but also it's like hot. <laughs> sure. It's in the bathroom. Who's going to come in? How are we going to walk out? But I'm also doing it. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, the ball was basically in my stomach. And after the weirdest orgasm I've ever had, I stood up for air and looked at myself in the mirror with this thing still buzzing inside of me. <laughs> I'm just imagining her hair everywhere. Like she has like sex hair from this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm also imagining her talking to like to herself. Ah, uh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I thought to myself, is this ball just part of me now and going to vibrate <laughs> inside me forever? This is my new son. I, yeah. I it's contemplated, like I contemplated um, having to go to the ER during a health pandemic. I courageously said out loud, okay, you can do this. <laughs> Squatting again. I finally somehow hooked my fingers up there and got it out. Man, hooked my fingers up there and got it out is like, that made my penis like run away. That is that's a what, vis- That's what you got to do. I When something's up there. 
this is one of those emails that like my knowledge of the female body is like I'm outed for having no knowledge. No knowledge. Yeah. So a lot like, of men I feel like just don't know anything about nothing. You know where babies come from? Where what's a what? The story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of so let me read the You know the, the baby of- comes out of the same hole that you uh put your penis in. I mean the I mean there's guys out there that don't know there's two holes. <laughs> so there is right yes <laughs> one is for urine after a sigh of relief i strolled into his bedroom looking like i just ran a marathon i don't know if he was confused didn't really didn't realize the severity of the situation or he straight up didn't care and just wanted to continue where we left off probably the last one i need to choose my men more wisely he just laughed and wasn't at all concerned about the vibrator i just gave birth to on his bathroom floor Seriously, though, eight minutes of my life were spent digging for gold, orgasming, uh, panicking, and reassessing my entire existence in this dude's apartment. Sincerely yours, Vacuum Vag. Can I speak to one thing in this email? Yes. She writes, I don't know if he was confused, didn't realize the severity of the situation, or straight up didn't care and just wanted to continue where we left off. And she writes, probably the last one. I need to choose my men more wisely. I'm going to tell her right now, I, 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 I do look for the positivity in people. I think it's number two. You think she's right? No. I think he didn't realize the severity of the situation. Oh. Like there's That's, no... Well, we just talked about how, you, how, very, how, how sadly little men know about the female body. If any of you know how to drive a car that are listening, just think of it that way. A man's body is an automatic transmission. You don't what do you, you mean? set it in drive and that's it. Okay. I feel like a female body is way more like a a a, a stick shift. Because there's there's things to do. I can't drive a stick shift. I've never done it. If I got in the car, I would think I I would figure some stuff out. I just wouldn't know it. Oh, in terms of like sexual climax you're talking about. I'm talking in sir in terms of like like function right we have more and more capabilities to you have more capabilities you have more you know levers and pulleys i'm sitting there with one stick that i put in drive and i just tug at it a bunch and shit comes out okay done (laughs) like like i i want to get i I just want to defend this guy because you don't have a cycle no (laughs) cycle no anything no different holes what are we talking about you know like they, i i just want to defend this guy from being considered an asshole because she was like i i think he didn't realize the severity of this situation as opposed to he didn't care and just wanted to continue where we left off i want to believe that if someone came back from the bathroom and they were like i just had the most horrific like i want to believe that she came back and she was like the vibrator got stuck inside me and he was like yeah sure cool like i I right, he didn't understand. really understand what she was like saying. Yeah, like I don't think that if she came back crying and was like, <laughs> was like, and it was inside of me, and I was coming, and then I wasn't coming, and then I was buzzing, and I, I'd be like, I, I don't think that he would be like, get the fuck back in here and start blowing me again. Like, right? It, it, I could I, agree with that. Assume you know, I mean, I, if, it, if if most men have your knowledge of the female body, I think that's a fair assessment to make. I'm, I'm trying to like give this guy some benefit of the doubt, like. 
the the idea that she came back in and he was like yeah so what like and like right sounds like she had a great time in there totally sort but of. also the way she described it to us i can't believe that was the way she described it to him and he was just like get the fuck back in here you know like right i'm sure she was like oh it got stuck and then like i tried and then i finally got it out yeah and, and it's like and like do you think she said i squirted on the bathroom floor i was coming so bad like i um i highly doubt it but even that listen. though like if someone if, if i was with a girl and she was like the vibrator got stuck inside of me and I just like straight up squirted on the floor. I'd be like, "That's hot!" Like I, like I would, <laughs> you know, like I, right? What a complex experience! It's a. That's what I'm saying. Like this is. Right. This is um, <laughs> what do you think? What do you? Has this ever happened to you? Anything close? Is it? No, nothing. No. I, I wish it sounds. It sounds like a very interesting um, experience. What about you? Yeah, nothing the, like this. I've had. Uh, I've had things in my butt that um thankfully didn't get they were stuck. Gotten stuck not stuck and then i'm like you know walking you know limping to the hospital no like <laughs> i've uh i've done some prostate play in my day and I, I i've thankfully never journeyed into the like where to go and prostate then, like, play is is not is so funny because it's just like does not sound sexual at all i mean <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like something is. that you're like you know you, you get in a colonoscopy yeah, <laughs> a well, special like part of it. Colonoscopy, they put you out, right? So I hear the the. the um, I got a colonoscopy once. I ever tell you about that? <laughs> I think you may have mentioned it on the show before. Actually, I think I might have. Right, where yeah. the the guy was my age, like yes, and he was, and he was actually a few weeks ago. You were talking about how we like talked about this. It was like you weren't going to become friends after that. No, we were like, where do you party in New York? And he's like, okay, I got to put my finger up your butt now. Can you? <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, would this be a red flag or deal breaker? His reaction to it? I think it depends on my reaction. If I felt like I adequately construed, like, like, or rather relayed exactly like how weird this was and he had no reaction, that might be more of a deal breaker. But if I feel like if I was like, if I just said it like matter of factly, like, oh, it was stuck, I got it out. And then he was like, if I seem cool and then he seemed cool, I think I'd be fine with it. Yeah. I I think if she came in the room, my reaction would probably be similar to his. Like, and that's why I'm defending him a little bit where I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would realize like how serious this was. Right. This makes me think that Dyson should make vibrators. If they're not working on that right now, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. If they're not the die. You should either be working on vibrators or a cure to this disease, to the virus. Whatever, you know, whatever you feel like is more pressing. <laughs> what would you call this? Um, I don't know. What would you call it? Hole in one because oh, it's like a golf that. ball size one. Uh, the treasure hunt. Suction cup. Suction cup. Um, kicking and screaming. Just because, like, the visual of her on the floor, um, right. on the bathroom floor. Um, Swiffer wet jet. Swiffer wet jet. Um, holy moly. There you go. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Should we do some emails? Let's do some emails. Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. What do we got? Hi, guys. Love the pod. I'm wondering how slash why some people seem to always find partners. The question is slightly more vague than what you usually answer, but I'd be interested to hear your insight. Right before quarantine, a few of my friends who were in long relationships broke up. They're all now in steady relationships. Meanwhile, I've had two situationships begin and end. I wonder why this is. Is it that they are less picky? Is it that they have a few back burners ready for when they break up. I don't understand how this happens. I asked a friend and he said, people who want to be in a relationship just find each other. And I found that answer to be extremely unhelpful. (laughs) (laughs) So I come to you. I definitely want to be in a relationship. Is it just that I'm meeting the wrong people? Am I impatient with my dates, discounting them too early? I don't understand what, what about their behavior or intentions could be so different from mine. I'm sorry this is so vague, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. So, um, you know, I, I have a thought on this. I know this yeah. is a vague email. Obviously, you and I aren't experts. We're just kind of talking about our own situation and relating it. Mm-hmm. I think the reasons people are single and the reasons people are in relationships are the same. I think it's all related to insecurities. You think both both people are insecure and that's why they're in both. Yes. (laughs) Your version of insecurity is why you're single and their version of insecurity is why they're in a relationship. Like, right. She's I I, I don't like the idea of like 
the way she writes this email, I'm sorry to like, I I only have well, her to speak to. All right. But the way she writes it is like, I think that's that's her insecurity. Like, if you hear yeah. it, you can hear it in the email. Is it just her insecurity that is that she's not in a relationship, and everyone else yeah. is. The fact right. that she's comparing her relationship journey to her friends is her biggest problem. I totally get that because I used to do that all the time. It would drive me nuts when people who were like constant, like, because I always found it like I always found it difficult to like date and be in relationships i just like always had a hard time with it i really wanted to be in a relationship but i just couldn't like seem to like figure out how to get into one and i remember seeing people or friends or other people they would like date people they'd break up and like they'd date people for like years they'd break up and they'd be in a new relationship so much like so quickly and i'd be like how the fuck are you doing this like i don't understand like what yeah. am i doing wrong like how is this person just able to like be in these relationships is there something wrong with me am i doing this totally wrong i totally get her thought process of like I it is really frustrating to watch people around me just like seamlessly get into this thing that I really want sure I I, I mean I understand that um but I would say when you really want a relationship or the people that aren't in relationships that are like I really want to be in a relationship like my friends they're I this is what I mean by the insecurities that I was talking about, like their insecurity is they'll let bullshit slide because they're worried that they'll never find anyone to deal with their shit. So they'll, you're you're saying that that the the friends are like that. No, I'm talking about the, this single girl person. Okay. You'll get into it with people that don't really meet your standard with people that string you along and with people that, are leaving you on red and not taking you out and never become a real relationship because you're afraid that you'll never find a relationship. So you keep around these waste of time people. I agree with that. I think that was a big part of like why I was single for a long time when I didn't want to be sure is because it almost becomes like this thing in your head that become like it feeds into itself. And then you're kind of like, well, like it's been so hard for me to find a relationship. Like maybe I, I can, I can work with this person or I can work mm-hmm. with this thing. I can like kind of take what I want from this or not. It almost reminds me of like that. People talk about like the like perpetual cycle of dieting where it's yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like you want to be thin so bad. So you keep dieting or you keep getting into these plans and then like it doesn't really work for you or it does for a little bit. And then you fall off. It's and then like you if binge you're like, and you gain yeah. more weight than you lost before. Right. Or yeah. if you could just have like a healthier attitude about it, you sure. could probably like free yourself from the whole thing. And with dating, I've always kind of felt like, or I did it at the time that I was in this girl's situation. I always felt like, like I was making it worse by like, <laughs> by trying to work with whatever I was doing. Mm hmm. Instead yeah. of like you said, just saying, here's my standard, like I'm gonna I'm gonna have probably more things that are failing, but they're gonna end quicker because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally upfront about what I want and what I don't want. Totally. And I think that's another different that's a different type of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I will I know I am so insecure about getting burned that I will only deal with people who meet me at this level. Like, right. and, and that's why they get a lot of guys that are like, I'll meet you at that level. I'll do it. I'll do whatever it is. And then they're like, and now we're in a relationship. That's why these like relationship right. people, you know, like where it's like, again, 
nothing is right. Nothing is wrong. I'm saying those are two different versions of insecurities to me. Right. I would always find it funny because there were, I knew a lot of girls who were always in relationships and when it would end, they would usually end the relationship and the way, the reason they would end it would always like, it would be like, it would, it would make them look better but it was mm-hmm. still kind of like the same thing that was happening. They'd be like, well, he wasn't doing this or this. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. sensitive enough or he wasn't like as attentive as I wanted or he wasn't this or that. But like, I think that was almost just like a framing thing sure. of like, you know what I mean? The fear of rejection. So it's kind of like if you're not going even higher on this standard list, like I'm going to be the one in control and I'm going to be the one to end it. Yeah. I I think, and 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 then you're the one that's over it. You've almost like, rinsed out the towel dry like right. like a lot of these you know i i don't I, I think like comparing yourself to other people is never gonna like get you anywhere like i think that's like just gonna you're always gonna find someone doing better more money better looking right. i mean that's human there. nature yeah and it's human nature to compare but like i just know that when i would end relationships it was more about my insecurities than it was anything else mm-hmm and when I was, um, when I was staying in relationships, like it was also my insecurities, <laughs> you know. Like so, everyone it, is just insecure. I I think everyone. I mean, I I know that for a fact. Everyone has their own insecurities, but it's a matter of how are, how do they play out. So, right. like when she, when she says like, I mean, she gives a specific example. Uh, a few of my current friends who were in long relationships broke up, and they're now in steady relationships. So it's like, yeah, they got, were either broken up with and then we're like, fuck this. I will find the next guy that like will deal with whatever standard I'm giving and that's it. And I'll just move on. Like I, you, you hear about a lot of these people. Like I, I, I have friends who have friends and are talking about like, oh, they, they got real serious during quarantine. And it's like, yeah, they'll see. I don't know if that means anything like. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, you also don't get the the behind the scenes of all these different relationships. Like, are these people in like really fulfilling, intimate, happy relationships or are they like with people because like they are they're insecure about being alone? Well, that that's my point to her. It's like if you're worried about how you stack up against other people, you're not getting the whole story of why they're in their thing. You know, like them. The goal of wanting a relationship is going to let you down. Because then you're just going to end up in the wrong relationship. You want to be in the right relationship for you. So why don't we stick with what are the things, who are the people I'm just dealing with because I'm afraid, you know, like, I I think like for this person, like, let's realize, let's admit to what insecurities I have. Because you're never going to figure out why, you know, like, like her right now, she could be like, well, I want the other insecurities so that I'll be in a relationship. It's like, yeah, you're going to be fucked up no matter what. You know? Right. But at least in that in her head, she gets what she wants. Sure. But like then she's in a marriage of 10 years and they hate each other. You know, like right. my, my goal isn't to be married to someone I hate. My goal <laughs> is to be married to someone I love. And I, I think like you have to remember that that exists too. Unhappy right. marriages and unhappy relationships exist. And it's like, do you want to, you know, if you say I just want a relationship then that also opens up the possibility to an unhappy one. 
I also think that being, for most people, being in a fulfilling, happy relationship takes a lot of practice with smaller, shittier experiences. Knowing what you like. Yeah. I mean, like, it's funny. I I read this in some book or somewhere. It was like, people just like, no one assumes that they'll just like get on the tennis court and be like a really good tennis player. Mm -hmm. But everyone assumes that like, when they get older or when they're ready to date, they'll just find a, like, they'll be in a relationship and they'll know exactly like the right way to be in a relationship or exactly what they want or like exactly how to navigate it. And I think that like, there's much, there's, there's much more confidence in people going into and thinking that they can do that when really, if you have a bunch of these like three monthers or small things that teaches you so much about more about what you want and what you don't want just by having all these like smaller, more fleeting experiences than just going into it and assuming it's just going to work out the first time. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. There's a lot of cockiness that comes with dating and relationships and the idea that it's easy and then you get into it and you go, oh, there's other things I never would have thought of as far as like what's easy right. and what's hard. Like, you know, like I, you know, relationships, not to bring up charcuterie wherever I can, but like anyone can make a charcuterie board. Everyone yeah. takes a picture of their first one and, th- and then sends it to go, look what I did. It's the same with relationships. Look yeah. at us. They post the Instagram picture and then you get and the it picture. it looks like it's easy. Yeah. And, it look- and you think it looks great. Then a year goes by. You guys have broken up. You look at that picture and you go, man, I didn't even know how bad that was until I got out of it. It's the same with charcuterie. If you made seven boards, the seventh one would be better than the first right. one. And I think unless you're like a, a the rare person who really grew up with like a very, very like stable, secure relationship as a model, like your parents just had like a really, which happens occasionally, you have parents who have like a really compatible, really secure, really like healthy relationship. And you see that, I think those people might get into these relationships a little earlier and stay in them for a long time and know exactly what to do or know more about what to do than like other people. And I don't think it's like there's anything wrong with admitting that. Well, even but even that's like my parents are still together. I've watched them have arguments and fights and go through good times and bad times from my angle, from the child angle. Um, I would also say that sometimes that look, you you see this a lot with like the bachelor contestants, Mm -hmm. like they'll interview them and they'll be like, my parents met in high school and I'm just looking for someone that a love like theirs. And it's like, man, you're fucked. You know, like, like it's right, like, well, you think you have this idealized version of how like things are going to be. Yeah, totally. You're like, why won't these men introduce themselves to my dad before taking me out? And it's like, right. oh man, you're like, I, and sometimes that's good because some delusional is good. Like it's, it's sometimes it's good to be well, why like, why would anyone do it if they didn't have like the feeling like there were going to be times when it was just blissful? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I just think when you're like you have like the parents that are like the loving kissing each other at their in their 60s parents, you're, you're like, well, that's how it should be. And then you think that there should be no problems. Right. Well, that's an, an entirely different issue. But or maybe I mean, like most most people who are kissing each other in their 60s have had. Pro- I don't think a good marriage is one without fights or one without problems or one without. It's more about like the way that you model like solving those problems for your kids totally i i i do but i think like (laughs) the they were high school sweethearts i think a lot of times these stories of parents kind of like lead us to believe that like everything we do in relationships is a failure and it's like like 
when they like a lot of these people like my parents met in college and you know now with the hookup culture and then they just have this new phrase that they get to right. use to like absolve themselves of having any taste or any thoughts or any uh or, or to any explain troubles. why it's so much harder for them than generations oh, past yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it becomes an excuse right but i also think like it's also the kind of thing where you want it so bad and then when you have it you like you should really i mean it's hard to say this to someone who's like struggling and wants something really badly but like once you have it like and it la- lasts and i mean you wind up like being with that person forever marrying them you're not gonna be able to like go back to that dating phase so you should sure. really be like ha- like enjoying it and having fun and like meeting people and having a good time. It's obviously easier said than done. But well, like- that, that's why she should start dumping people. If she, if she's never dumped someone, she sh- she's not dating. You highly you highly recommend it. I highly recommend saying no to someone going right. on a date. I think it's so powerful, especially for like a lot of the women that write in here. That if you're if or, let me take away the gender. If you're someone People. listening, yeah. if you're a person listening to this podcast and you're like, my goal is a relationship, I think you should, you should also have a goal of saying no to someone. Right. And going on a date and going, ugh, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that was horrible. Right. And, and well, not that they're a horrible person, but that match was not the mat, you know? Well, yeah. Imagine like, imagine if you didn't have that attitude for anything else in life. Imagine if you were looking at houses and you, and you weren't, you weren't ready and willing to say like, "Ugh, this house is disgusting to like yeah. a house that they shown you and you were just like, and you were unable to say like, this is a definite no for me. Totally. Like, oh, it has a roof. <laughs> I'm in. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think like sometimes that feels counterintuitive and I can understand where she's like, everyone else is this. I'm this. I can't find someone. I'm not going to say no to anyone, but like, there's power in that right and it makes you more confident in the next thing because you're like yeah i'm a person who knows what they want and who knows what they don't want yeah it, it, it it's like nobody wants to go out to dinner with someone that has no opinion on dinner <laughs> like i want opinions on dinner i want i don't like that app i love that app i will i don't like that entree i love that entree we should have gone to the Chinese place instead of the Indian place. We should have gone, you know, like all those things. Like opinions are good, you know, and yeah. like ha- taste is good. And I, I, you know, having no taste isn't taste. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do Let's another do the email. next one. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. J&J, thank you for making my weeks a little better with your conversations. Listening to them has really helped me and my best friend have something to talk about as we are now living in different cities. Both of us have been single for a very long time. So we can't really take the advice and now. And we're 22. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we love to talk about your combos. Anyways, the reason I am emailing you is for some advice as I am not talking to dating any, someone. 
I know there's no crystal ball that can tell me what the right thing to do is, so I thought your advice would be the next best thing. Here's the situation. Um, we've been dating. That's what he calls it. Oh, she sounds happy. <laughs> she also we, said she was very single, but she's dating yeah. someone. I don't know. She wrote, I'm emailing you for advice as I am not talking to dating someone. We've been dating, know. that's what he calls it, for about three months now, and it's been a really good time. We've spent a lot of time together and have been able to ta- take some week-long trips together, socially distancing from others, of course. We've had a few disagreements. I think it would be weird if we didn't have any conflict, but other than that, our relationship has been going great. I haven't been in a relationship for five years, so I don't have much to compare it to, but we check each other's boxes off, so to speak. In a nutshell, everything is great. Then last week, he tells me it's all too much and we shouldn't be dating. His main concern is that we have some big steps coming up in both of our lives. I recently got my master's and I'm finishing up a fellowship, so I'm looking for a job. And he'll be graduating in the spring, so he is looking for a job. These next few years are going to be very big for us both. Uh, he said that he is afraid that being in a relationship will affect our actions. He doesn't want to con- want to consider me in decisions like moving to a different city, etc. I completely understand that, and I know that I would take the job that was right for me, even if it meant moving away from him. All of this was very long conversation, and it ended up that we would give it some more time before we decide to make any decisions. We came to that decision because he wants to still talk even if we aren't dating, and I was very against this. I said it's all or nothing for me. Either we date or I need to cut it off communications for at least a little bit so I am not hung up on him. He kept saying he doesn't want to lose me and doesn't see this as the end, but that we both need to figure out these next step by ourselves before we uh, prioritize a relationship. Again, I understand what he is saying, but also... Uh, but I also want to be with him now. So we are just giving it more time to see if anything changes. So my questions to you are, if we are in a good place now, should we let the problems that will probably but not definitely come in the future affect us now? If he said he isn't ready for a relationship, should I assume that this time isn't going to change any, that this time isn't going to change anything? If we do decide to continue dating, is it wrong of me to cut off all communication? I'm so sorry for writing such a long email. This sentence makes it longer. It turns out I am better at drumming out an essay to you than I am in any class. But I am in need of your advice, and I thought this may uh, be relevant to others. Please never stop the great work, and thanks so much. Jordana, what do you think? Um, I think when I hear, like, we both have, like, a lot of big things coming up and we don't want to make any, like, decisions together, that means the guy is saying, like, I am not, I'm in a place in my life where I want to meet a lot of people. I don't want to be tied down to any one person. And I'm like, not ready to like go through this whole life with you. Like I want to go through my life and see what comes at me and have the ability to hook up with whoever I wind up meeting or not meeting. Um, And like, I don't want to be tied to you. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the same thing in a much more polite, politely given way. Yeah. I, 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 and I think when he says, I still want to talk to you, I think he's chasing a ghost. He's chasing a future that he isn't sure what it's going to be or how it's going to be. And while he chases that future, he wants to do it without any thought for you while also having the option of you. 
Right. He wants to keep his options open, the option of you, and then the option of anyone else that might come along that he meets through all these big things. Sure. Like, uh, and, 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 but also like being an associate it, comes yeah. with. Well, well, I, you know, I, I do, I do sympathize with him on like, you know, the works, st- the work stuff. And I think he's thinking of this in, in a mathematical sense that's not as emotional where he's right. like, if I get this, then do we move together? I don't like, I think when you're three months in with someone, there is a, that a lot of people, and I am guilty of this when I've been three months in with certain people where I'm like, I got no handle on my life. How could I sign up for this to be so concrete? Right. You know, and I think a lot, you know, like, like where I, I, I look at my own relationship and being in a serious relationship now, like when we started this podcast, I wasn't. And then, you know, things start moving into place where you're like, oh, I see what my trajectory is. I see, you know, career path. And that's why, like, right now, like, you might have a lot of people that are, like, dating in quarantine where they've lost their jobs and they're going, I got to put a stop on this because I need some sort of flexibility. Right. I need the the ability. Do you, do, you, do you have any sympathy for that or no? I understand that. I... I mean, it's funny. You think, I think about all these rom-coms. There's always that line in the rom-com that's like, I'm not sure about anything, but I am sure about you. <laughs> you know, I don't know anything, but the only sure. thing I do know is that I want to be with you. I feel like they've, that's been a line written into every TV show and every sure. romantic movie that I've ever seen is like that love is this thing or that like being in a relationship is this thing that supersedes all the other aspects of your life um, and makes us think... I think that is ingrained in the sense of like, if someone really wants to be with you, they'll like figure it out. And like, what I think the hard pill to swallow is like someone who like kind of wants to be with you. Right. Like they like, they're not like opposed to you, but they're not, that's not like the most important thing in their life, which is really what this guy is saying. It's like, I like, like kicking out with you, but I'm not looking to like do anything that requires a lot more like sacrifice or input to make that happen like I would the other things going on in my life. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, it's, it's really tough. I, with that, do you have sim- I, I understand the idea of like not wanting to like throw in the dating towel at like whatever he is, probably like 23 years old and be like, okay, like I'm going to like commit to this when I'm, when I don't know anything else. Well, I understand listen, that like I, logically. I do. That's what I'm saying. I think that's weighing more heavily on him right now than anything else. Like if you think in her mind, she's like, so like, why can't you do all that stuff? And like, I'll understand. And like, I'll just like, we can still date. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I know. Well, because then he would go that, you know, that's a tougher. That's a, that's a heavier luggage to carry around. And not to call well, that, someone that luggage. That assumes we're luggage, right? I, well, I would say that he is avoiding decisions made as a team. The more cooks you have in the kitchen, the longer it takes to make decisions. If you know, so I think like he's getting ahead of the idea that like 
you know, a relationship takes work. It takes time. It takes commitment. It takes responsibility. It takes making decisions with someone else instead of purely selfish. And he's like, he's signing up for selfish to me. Right. I kind of appreciate the honesty in that, in him just saying like almost before it gets to that point of like, I'm laying down like my thoughts and like I'm in a place where I want to be selfish and like, and I want well, to tell you that up front before I disappoint you. He he did take the side door to that response. When he says, we're both coming up on other... Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's about both of us. It's about both right. of us. No, right. let's reiterate. I think we both agree. This is him saying, I don't want to be responsible for someone these next this next year. Right. But I also still need to come. <laughs> like I, right. that's, that's the abbreviated um, TLDR. Sure. Anytime um, version of what he's saying. Anytime someone is breaking up with you for both of your good, that's not it's true. Not right. Yeah. They're breaking she up was, with you with for he's their making own you think good. It's your idea. Yeah. 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 He's trying to sell you on the breakup. Right. He's trying to sell you on not meeting your parents while still getting blown. Right. And I think for you, like, I think with this, for this girl, which she's saying, like, I'm want, I want it all or nothing is like a totally, um, valid thing to say. And I think that like, that's something that you should go with. You should not yeah, falter well, on that. Well, listen, that's, that's, I think I'm with you completely a hundred percent. And it's one of those things. I hate to even say this because what happens is people, um, tend to latch on to the 1% uh, rather than the 99%. Like right. when you say like, hey, let so him see what's a chance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you say to him, hey, if you don't want to be responsible for a relationship, I totally understand that. We have a lot of big things coming up, but I'm not going to be your crutch through those big things. You're going to have right. to see what life is like without me. And then, of course, there's always a chance that he goes, you know what? Life isn't, you know, I'd rather do this as a team. And then that's a different conversation. But right. I, I, I don't think that's likely. I think when he says we should still talk, it's so he still has access to you while, right. you know, and also it, it allows him to be lazy. He can be dating. He can do whatever, literally whatever he wants to do. This is, exactly. this is the option to keep every option open. So I think for her, what she should say is like, I think you could, you can say that. And then like, like the way he'll probably go is, is not, committing to being in a relationship with you but at least you said what you wanted to say and then you can also say like hey like i had a great time with you like if you're if you feel like the circumstances of your life change and i'm still single like maybe we can maybe this is just in the right time for us and we can like pick this back up at a future date where we all both feel more secure where we are in our lives and and at that point if you want to go farther ahead to that point you say but we've already figured out if we like each other so don't come back right. to me to like, like to like figure this out again. Yeah. Well, that's the that's a key thing that I think we're all terrified to say, but is like the most important statement because guys will always come back and be like, "Well, we had fun before. Like, let's just uh, like they they want to pick off pick up like not at the defining the relation moment. They want to pick up at the like we're going to continue to date casually moment well, when you've already gone there. <laughs> well, guys, what we do, and this is. This is, I think this is the, the, if, uh, if people have out their pens, <laughs> you know, what guys will do is 
will say, I don't want to be in a relationship, and then it will end, and then we'll come back to you with the same parameters but not say them. But if you come right. back to us, oh, she knows how I feel now. Yeah. So, you know, like that. There's that's, no better way to make a guy more uncomfortable than to see them when they get back and then immediately bring this up. <laughs> they, well, that's that's still the, picking up where we left off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. So are we together About the now? Last conversation that we had. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When they come back and they, it, it, like, a lot of people will write in and be like, "Oh, we saw each other in a store, and now we're hanging out again." It's like, yeah, because he's assuming that you have come to terms with what he wants. Right. That's the yeah. assumption, and it's like. I don't think that that's where the miscommunication right comes in. that's the assumption and you should lay out as soon as you possibly can that that assumption is not correct totally and I mean because again, otherwise you're the sucker in that situation but but that's again we're talking about this as if it's like a 50 50 shot the reality is she's gonna say to him I need time you want a different thing than I do a couple weeks will go by he'll disappear right and or or he'll still continue to text you and then you can block him and you'd have to block him. And yeah, exactly. But I, I think her, everything she's saying is right. And the confusing part comes when he's like, but I like you. And it's like, like is on a spectrum. He likes also, you enough. Also, like, what does like do for me? Nothing. Like, nothing. You yeah, could like I mean, anything. <laughs> Everyone like, likes yeah. something, right? I, I, it's a tough one because, like, I do have sympathy for him. Because I know what he's trying to angle for. And it's... Um, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. No. And, you know, he's got to used to get used to being completely single instead of just having, like, these drawn-out things. Right. Because I don't think that's fair to the person who clearly has, like, already vocalized to you that they're looking for more than you are. Yeah. Yeah. I... Uh, well, good luck with her. <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> her postdoctorate degree or whatever. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. Red flag or deal breaker? They use the blushing emoji after everything. For example, good night, and then the blushing, smiling emoji. I'm a user of the blushing, smiling emoji. I defend it wholeheartedly. I think the good night text with goodnight text to me is bullshit and if you're worried about a blushy face it's because of the goodnight test it, so you, I and, you the, and Jess just never goodnight text you're just like I'm fuck you right see you in the morning <laughs> when you weren't yeah XO but like hope you're alive tomorrow yeah I, 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 yeah, I well, hopefully we wake up to see another day I I but I'm, I use the blushing face emoji because it's easy, it, it comes up when you write thank you. What? <laughs> if you write thank you in an iPhone, the blushing emoji can replace it. That might be a, something that someone messed with your phone to make. I don't think that's the do case. Do it right now. I'm going to text you thank you. And do you see above it? Do you have that thing where above it, it has the emojis that come up that you can replace it with? No, nothing comes up. So mine, if I text... As an automatic emoji? Yes. Underneath thank you. Do you have thank you, your, like the corrections? And then on the right, there's three emojis. 
That's not coming up on my phone. I don't know. I, I think the blushing is like, I always send it to like someone like, if they write me a nice note on DM, little blushing emoji. I, oh, it's kind of like a cute. period on things. Interesting. I don't mind that emoji so much. I hate the crying face emoji, the crying laughing face. It's a little much. People get really carried away with it. It really, like for me, it, just, it almost makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it feels like they're be they're like making fun of you a little bit right or they'll just say some statement that's not that funny and then use it and it just like it makes you feel like they're just like cheesier than they are i don't know yeah i mean really that's like the lol that. at the end it, it, it's like it's almost trying it's them signaling to you that they are being that they're being lighter than maybe the sentence would read right but I feel you know? like the LOL is a better way to do that. Yeah, personally. I can see that. All right. Um, you want to do the next one? He's over 30 and uses bottom shelf liquor bottles as apartment decor like he's in college. Red flag. Or and drink. I'm over 32. <laughs> You're over, <laughs> you are over 30 as well. If I'm over 32, um, it's probably a deal breaker. But if I'm like 24, it's probably fine. Really? Yeah, I don't think I would be as judgmental about that as I am now. Mm. If I now walked I've got into a top a, shelf sure. bar cart. <laughs> I mean, look at you. I can see it in the background. If I was dating a girl who was 30 and she had bottom shelf liquor as ornaments, I'd be like, I don't know what I'm getting into. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. I, I, I was always against the liquor bottle as ornaments thing. In college, it was like fine. It's like whatever your life is I never a garbage pile anyway. Yeah, <laughs> just here's my trash that I've turned so, in. It's like those parks that they like turn into like urban, you know, jungles or whatever, right? right? Or it's like bottle. So would, cap would it make it better designs? if it was like if it was top shelf? There's nothing that would make it better. There's nothing like liquor out to me is just. Like, not the way you have it. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> looking at yours. Um, just, I don't know. It, unless it's on a nice bar, it just never looks right. Right. I could agree with that. Um, so you go to Jess's apartment and... Um, like, if, if I went to Jess's date. apartment and there was drug paraphernalia, I'd be like, man, this is really a part of her life, huh? Drug paraphernalia? Like, what are you, like 70? <laughs> If I saw a <laughs> cannabis leaf. Well, if I saw like if she like she's into fish, Caffeine. like if I saw a big fish poster and she was like, what up? And then like incense, I'd be like, not nah, a jam. big part of okay. her life. That's very funny. OK, um, so, last one. They invite you to their band's live stream concert before you've met and also without you asking or expressing any in interest. Um Let's read the text. Okay. So. We'll read first. Them. Uh, you be her. Okay. So you start then. Thanks. No Zoom party this time. Maybe next year. Ha ha. That sounds pretty, pretty good. Reading Steinbeck at the moment. Not a huge uplifter, but really like his writing. What podcasts are you into? Oh, and my roommate and I live stream a house concert every Friday at 7 on my roommate's Facebook account. <laughs> If you want to tune in tonight for a bit. He sends the link. Okay. Yeah, the LOL. link. In LOL, are you using Hinge to solicit fans? Ha ha. Um, no. 
but <laughs> I'll take what I can get. LOL. Would that be so, a red flag or a deal breaker for you? Um, It'd be fine. I mean, the fact that it's here's the difference to me, because I know some comics who will do this for their to actual dates? shows to like on over dating apps. They're like, you know, why don't you come out to my show? And it's like, at least with a live stream, you don't have to leave that the house. That looks like a date. What's that? No. I feel like that's that's like a better invitation, though. Then it's almost like a like casual date. Come to my show. Uh, that, I could see how it would be seen that way. But to me, anybody who's like, come to my show, they're looking to like impress you in a way where they think they're going to get laid after that. Okay. Like, without even getting drinks with you first. Like, it's like, hey, yeah, I guess. the way he pre- presented it, it's like, and I got this thing tonight at 7. If you want to just check it out, here's the link. Like, I could see that he's, like, trying to, like, show her that he does this cool thing. And at least she doesn't have to leave the house. Like, it's not a waste of her time. She can watch it for two minutes and just get the the vibe of it. And it's out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that's better than, like, the have to leave the house for someone's show that you think is a date, but it's not a date and it's just them trying to get laid. I prefer almost that it's like half a date though. This is kind of like, Oh, you want me to like support your art? I don't even know you yet. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> support, I don't know. It's all strange. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, just, I think it'd be a red flag for me. And then okay. she like calls him out and he's not like defensive about it. He's like, kind of LOL, like whatever. Yeah, I and yeah, he at least took the loss a little bit and was uh, joking about it. But like, I mean, to me, the way he brought him up and he's like, "Oh, and I got this thing going on." If you, here's the link, like it's is as easy as the link. Like it's not like he right. Put here's directions thing. to the yeah. to the venue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, and you have to download this app, and I'm a part of this new. Like, it'd be worse. And if also, he was, could you pick me up? <laughs> yeah. And we do a tip jar thing at the end where we give out our Venmos, and you can give us like. A tip, like what? Right. This isn't like a pyramid scheme element. Like I think it's like it's fine, but it's not. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do it. But um, I think it's like not like a deal breaker. Yeah, it doesn't mean the end of this for both of them. Right. I think it was funny that she like kind of called him out though. Oh yeah, it's great. That's how she should do. It. What she did is yeah. perfect. The idea that like, oh, do you need more people there? Like, why are you even bringing this up? And then he's like, yeah, I, I guess I do. Right. They also, if you have a Zoom show, you can invite as many girls as you're dating to it. They won't know. <laughs> they have no idea who's there for what reason. It's okay. That is a better, that's an even better point where it's like, I'll invite as many people as I can from Hinge. And then all of them think that they're special in their own special way. Right, and then they're the only people also on watching it on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> extra added bonus. Um. Anyway, that's our show. That's it. What a great week. We did it again. We solved dating, Jordana. Great to see you again. Anything else to talk about? That's all. That's all I got for now. Um, I'll be in Baltimore this weekend. Jaredfree.com. Uh, but that's it. Check we'll it out, guys. Time check it out bye bye you up is hosted by jared freed and jordana abraham our editor is sean kilby social media by abby lloyd artwork by Brittany levine 
Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at, at UUPPod on Instagram and email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.